Welcome to Small Biz Flash, where owners and managers get their briefing on small business news, trends, and insights to make better decisions and increase their business's value. I'm your host, Adam Hewitt. Thanks for joining me. Last week, we talked about the importance of measuring your company's net promoter score among your customers. This week, after the news roundup, we'll go through the details of how to implement your program. All right, let's dive in. The news reports on inflation sound like a broken record, but it's the painful truth. Rising prices continue to dog the economy. Late last week, the August Personal Consumption Expenditures Price, or PCE, index, which is the Federal Reserve's preferred method for measuring inflation, was released. The PCE index rose faster than experts predicted, up 4.9% from a year ago. Consumer spending drives a huge part of the economy, and in August, it increased by 0.4% after falling by 0.2% in July. The picture isn't so rosy, however, when taking inflation into account. In that case, spending was up just 0.1%. The manufacturing sector, which accounts for 12% of the U.S. economy, slowed significantly last month. The Institute for Supply Management Purchasing Managers Index dropped to 50.9 in September, the lowest since the contractions of mid-2020. Factory activity has been steadily trending downward for the last 12 months. Last week, I reported the Atlanta Federal Reserve's GDP Now tracker was estimating that the U.S. gross domestic product for the third quarter of this year would only be 0.3%. That number has since been revised upward to a more optimistic 2.3%. If that forecast holds true, it would reverse the trend of GDP declines in quarter one and quarter two. The U.S. Treasury Department said last week that it's creating a database of small businesses and their owners and beneficiaries in an effort to prevent criminals from unlawfully hiding assets. Tens of millions of small companies will be required to hand over details about their ownership to Treasury officials via the new rule on beneficial ownership reporting under the Corporate Transparency Act. The National Federation of Independent Businesses voiced privacy concerns about the rule earlier this year. Companies that are currently in operation will have until January 1, 2025 to comply, according to the rule sheet. You can find a link to the rule sheet, as well as other items discussed in the news roundup, in the show notes. While the labor shortage is at crisis proportions for smaller businesses, there are some bright spots. As the economy slows, experts expect the job market to cool too, which is better for employers. But particularly for small companies, a new study from Homebase finds that their workers have higher job satisfaction as opposed to workers at larger firms. For example, 35% of respondents working at a business with less than 10 total employees said they felt extremely connected to their employer, compared with only 21% working at a business with over 500 employees. While small companies may be unable to compete against larger ones when it comes to pay, they can leverage the study's findings to outshine big corporations in other areas, like making staff feel valued, offering flexible working conditions, and mentoring young employees who themselves want to become entrepreneurs. Small business owners, your finances are the cornerstone of your business. 
You need a bookkeeping partner who will keep your AP, AR, and financial statements on track. SBS Accounting and Advisors are pros at managing small business finances. For 16 years, they've been helping owners just like you make better decisions and grow their profits. Go to their website today to set up a free 30-minute consultation, sbsaccountants.com. Use the promo code FLASH and get 20% off your setup fee. Again, that's sbsaccountants.com. Regardless of your company's industry, you want to delight your customers. Happy customers pave the road to profits. Last week, we talked about the basics of a very important metric you should be monitoring called the Net Promoter Score, or NPS. I would encourage you to go back and listen if you missed that episode. This week, we're going to look at how to implement an NPS system. First, let's start with a fundamental understanding that the NPS is just a number. Yes, the goal is to get it ever closer to 100. But it's the process of how you push the NPS upward by continually improving your customers' experiences that's the whole point. The NPS is a vehicle that should help drive your business to become more customer-centric. Depending on what you sell and how you sell it, you may need to ask your customers at numerous places along the buying journey the NPS question, how likely are you to recommend us? Figuring out the most important customer milestones may take some time, but this is a crucial part of the process and can pay big potential dividends when devised correctly. Next, you need to calculate the results. If you have just a few customers, I've left a link in the show notes to a simple NPS calculator to get you started. But for most of you listening, you'll need to automate the analyzing and distribution of the results to your team. Otherwise, the process will be excessively time-consuming and clunky, and it may happen once or twice, and then people will get busy doing other things, and this will just fall by the wayside. Don't let that happen with your NPS metric. It's too important. There are plenty of tech tools out there to help you. Plus, a robust system will allow you to differentiate your approach between promoters, passives, and detractors. This is key because there is a distinct advantage to tailoring your follow-up communication to each of these three groups of customers. Breaking down the NPS by departments, individual customer-facing employees, and customer segments is also useful. Finally, remember that your company's NPS, or more appropriately, I should probably say the plural NPSs, is never a finished product. You are always measuring and striving for continual improvement. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Flash. I'm your host, Adam Hewitt. If you enjoy the show, please help me expand its reach by telling one other person about the podcast. I sure do appreciate it, and I'll see you next week.